Good morning, good evening. Where the hell are you in the world right now? Are you on the toilet seat? Scrolling? Hashtag if you are here on replay. Love to see, um, you know, you're, you're confirming that you've been paying attention because it seems as though this message, in case you haven't noticed, hey Nikki, how are you my dear? In case you haven't noticed, this message is slowly starting to become more and more important to us as a, as a human species, <laughs> as we start to adapt to this normal. The, the way that we're going to not just survive, but thrive is to take upon uh, the, the embodiment of adaptability. Adaptability with your relationships, adaptability with your business, adaptability to whatever the needs are right now. And my my history as a chiropractor is really interesting as we studied adaptability. There's a marker for it in your life, in your health actually, it's called heart rate variability. Your heart rate variability determines the variability of your heart, in other words, how adaptable your heart rate is compared to the demands on the outside, which is called heart. Higher the score of heart rate variability, the more adaptable your nervous system is. And there's never been more important of a time to become adaptable if you're not adaptable already. Like, Eric Hoffer keeps saying, like I keep talking about this quote, in times of change, the learners shall inherit the earth while the learned will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that just does not exist. And so what's the greatest skill that we can learn right now? Hey, Jen, what's the greatest skill that we can learn right now is adaptability. And this was so cool because as a chiropractor, here I am helping people with chiropractic adjustments, which then gives a better nervous system tone. And then all of a sudden, people's health start expanding. It's not that chiropractic treats digestive problems or treats thyroid issues, but it normalizes, helps to normalize the nervous system and expand adaptability so that within able to pivot and flow with what's going on. It's not a stationary thing, it's a dynamic process. And over the last four weeks, your life has had a dramatic shift. I walk outside and I'm seeing lineups outside the grocery store, everybody having masks on. I'm seeing people avoiding. I'm seeing like this is fucking weird. It's like the twilight zone, right? And the more that I'm holding on to that old life and I'm not adapting through primarily my nervous system on the inside out, the more I'm suffering, the more I'm struggling. And what bigger adaptability that I had to actually face than a month ago, it was four weeks ago, I discovered that my partner and I were having a baby. Wow, mind blown instantly. And she, she, she told, I was traveling. She told me this over FaceTime 
and she took a picture of my face after she told me. She took a picture of my face. Kid, and I saw my picture just a couple days ago. It was from four weeks ago, and my face was like this. I was like this. Like, partially, extremely happy about it. Like, wow, this is amazing. I couldn't be happier to be doing this with you. Like, amazing. And the other half was, holy fuck, I have to adapt to an entirely new life. Moms, dads in the house, how many know what I'm talking about? Show me, right in the comment section, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. This is really, boom, pivot, all right. I know how to do that. I've had to pivot a lot over the last 10 years. Divorce, relationship breakdown, uh, change of career, like expanding with the changing, whatever. And so when this came up, it was like, oh, this is what I've been teaching people who are stuck in career limbo, people who are stuck in relationship limbo. The same rules apply when you're going through an identity crisis relationship crisis, career crisis, the exact same rules apply. And the rule is, is to pay attention to the nervous system. And why? Because when it gets triggered and it gets activated, your brain, your cortical brain goes offline. Most people right now are literally living offline, unconscious and they don't even know that they don't even know, right? And so a lot of people are dissociating. We had this conversation yesterday on our group call that dissociation is a big thing because it doesn't want to float away. I notice myself doing that as well. So it's a consistent coming back into the self, which is a dedicated practice. This is kind of like the Stoics would talk about. Having a baby's like your life, every moment is about being adapt and pivot right and so if I didn't have those skills I am going to be bumping up against resistance every time and so diso what I was talking about dissociation like the thing that most people are doing right now they're in a state of dissociation and the question is how do you get back in today that's what we're going to talk about and why it's so important right now is because if you don't if you take your mind off of this reality for just a moment you will be swept away by all of the mass hysteria and unconsciousness that's going on that's fear-based that's trying to uh, I don't know sell you on vaccines or sell you on uh, whatever it is there's there it stops you from really being able to follow the voice inside and you start becoming more prone to outside voices which is a horrible way to live as you know it's a horrible way to live and when we get triggered we become unhinged from who we are if we haven't really learned how to reconnect and then we get susceptible to outside voices and we do not have an ability to reconnect to the voice inside, which had a ah, it's like your best self is coming through you. It's always there, but depending on the tone of your nervous system, you have access to hearing it or don't. It's all dependent on you. 
And why is this so important to me? Because the triggers you're going through right now can come from right now. As many of you, like Caleb, uh, like Rebecca, you guys are now listening to this content and you're actually thinking, oh shit, this didn't start with me, this, this anxiety that I'm going through. I now realize when I was in utero what my parents were going through. They were not in a good place. They were in... You don't think that that has a deep impact on you as a child? It basically makes or breaks your relationship with yourself. It starts there. Your unconscious mind is right at conception. So four weeks ago, I discover that I'm going to be a dad. Uh-huh. And I know that right now, depending on how me and my partner are doing and our the quality of our relationship, whether it's authentic, whether there's intimacy, whether there's a connection, that baby is feeling it right now. So all of a sudden, what's happened is this intense kind of love for teaching, love for, you know, healing, love for, you know, putting myself out, you know, is part of, I, part of who Nima is, the little boy that loves the attention, the, the teacher, the, the sage, the, all of that part, all of those parts of me now have a duty and a sacred duty and a responsibility for making sure that my partner feels loved and cared for and feels and and then that baby every morning every fucking morning i grab her belly and i'm whispering and kissing it and saying you are so loved we can't wait to see you it is you are safe <laughs> it's a covid baby <laughs> i'm about to have a covid baby <laughs> during the times love in the times of cholera or covid 19 <laughs> It's a book. It's our book now. We're getting married next week and we're having a baby in the midst of cholera. <laughs> Excuse me, cholera. <laughs> we were joking about it yesterday. COVID-19 pandemic. Is it a real thing? Is it 5G? Is it, you know, deep state? Q is going to save us. Donald Trump. It's all Bill Gates's fault. Okay, whatever. All that is fucking noise right now. Because my number one priority is to make sure, first of all, that I have the oxygen mask on myself, that I'm taking every single trigger that happens each day with clients that are not doing well, people that are complaining, stuff's going on, everybody's, everybody's triggered right now, and we as a team, as a unified team, first keeping myself as connected and centered, because I'm no good to you or anybody else, not especially not to my baby number one number two my my family my team everybody knows that i got their back that we got this that we are all and it's so crazy my team and i which is kim eileen we've never been more like cohesive and connected and on the same page and so stable and strong for our clients like i'm really proud of us 
And it's all because of the shit that we as a team went through over the last few years. Get like over the last few years working through our shit. <laughs> it's been amazing. And now what's happened is there is a global community as a result that's in on this conversation. You're in it too. And what's happening is I'm just getting messages from people. This I got a message from uh, someone who uh, I just want to share this with you. Like it just blew my mind. I got I woke up to this message. She came to our overview experience um, two week like a week ago. Like it was last week on Saturday, and it was a five hour virtual event. Okay, and usually I have it a weekend workshop, but I condensed it. Can I condense the magic of the weekend into a five-hour workshop? And the answer is yes. And a lot of times, what happens? This is what people. This is why people avoid the work, or they just do kind of like retreats and stuff, but they don't go inside, because when we're digging up these old stories and these old triggers that you're bumping up against right now, that aren't coming from right now, they come from past events. When we dig those up the tissues of your body the issues are in your tissues so you've been holding on unconsciously from age conception to eight not even knowing based on your upbringing and your who can relate like can write that down can can you relate to this the world is not safe and I'm going to die. Now, you might not be consciously, or you might be, depending on how, but that's actually an experience happening in your body unconsciously, which is what anxiety really is. And then, because it feels like shit, your mind then starts to create these intrusive thoughts and perceptions and start looking for evidence to support the feeling in your body that you're not safe and that you're going to die. And then you get into relationships like this. You start businesses like this. I got into relationships like I, I've been getting into relationships like this all my life. And, they, and, and as, as a result, they become very transactional because it's based on a survival need rather than based on giving. I didn't realize that this is how I was. It was all in my body. I was seeing that lack of safety in my body. <clears throat> and today I'm going to actually guide you there. I'm going to make sure that by the end of this conversation, you're actually feeling it in your body. That's my commitment. Every single one of these, these conversations is to get you back into your body so that you can create the safety and you don't rely on somebody else to do it for you, a relationship to do it for you, or a doctor to do it for you. No, 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 no. This is you. This is you're the hero of your hero's journey. <clears throat> you're not looking outside for heroes anymore. Let's your job is to find a guide that you feel like you trust that's going to walk you back home to yourself so that you can actually connect to that inner voice you've completely lost sight of when you say, I don't know who I am. I don't know what it is that I want. I don't even know what I want. I really don't know who I am.
I'm, I don't feel safe in my body. I, I, I'm constantly caring about what other people think of me. I've been living trying to do it, be good and do right. And it's just, why can't people see? And I'm trying. It's not working. My relationships don't work. I always end up becoming needy. I'm always needy. I lose myself in relationships. People have, in other words, I don't have any boundaries. I don't, I, I'm afraid to ask for what I want because I don't feel like I'm worthy of deserving it. I have this message inside of me and I want to step up, but who am I to be making that? These are all your emotional brain your childlike brain that hasn't yet learned how to integrate with your adult mind that really knows what 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 you what you're here to do knows what your power is so why can't we have access to it <sighs> because of nervous system dysregulation and so it's never been more important and i wanted to share this one gal basically said hey i've been absolutely exhausted since the five-hour event last week, which emotions dug up because that's what you're avoiding feeling. That's why you're so anxious all the time because there's feelings in there, guilt, shame, whatever, and they're too uncomfortable. So I'm just going to stuff them down, put them in a box, and just keep doing. Maybe they'll go away. They don't. They turn into anxiety disorders, digestive issues, toxic relationships. Trust me, I know. I continued the work with an inner child reconnection with my counselor last Friday after our session with lots of tears and more breakthroughs. Since then, I see my relationship with my husband through completely new eyes and all of our years of struggle now. One workshop can bring that up so that you can have that insight and revelation and then have agency and choice moving forward. Since then I I'm anyway I'm going to let the get let the breathwork replay get the breathwork replay to, to continue this, but I'm wondering if feeling a soul level of exhaustion is an expected outcome. Good question. I have a business that's still going and we're moving into a new office and three young kids at home, I'm finding it difficult to actually rest and feel like my nervous system can integrate all of this. Thank you again for your for your work, truly transformational. Here's the here's the example that I want to give. As a chiropractor, patients will come in to see us with so much stress. It's been years. All of a sudden, we do an adjustment, what happens? Old tensions that have been like this for so long that you don't even know we're there get released. How do you feel afterwards? You're going to feel amazing afterwards? If you have a really good workout and you kind of build muscle through resistance, how are you going to feel the next day? Like, oh, but I'm sore the next day. Is that normal? Yes, it's totally normal and it's healthy. It is like a detoxification of all of those emotions. It is extremely good for you. You actually want once it is gone, all of a sudden it's like you feel like you're born again. Because all of that tension and that anxiety and those stories are wrapped up in the tissues of your body. And during one of my events, when we're working together, I'm bringing you back there and we're actually bringing stuff up so that you can move it through your body. 
which is where what anxiety is. It's trapped energy, trapped emotions that nobody, especially your parents, because they had no clue, could teach you how to take all those triggers and alchemize them into a deeper self-love. And as you saw there, what's the reward? Deeper intimacy. Deeper intimacy. Why? Because you live unless your nervous system is dysregulated, is deactivated. Because when you're activated, your neocortex is offline. Your whole thinking brain, your adult brain is offline, and you're living from your child brain. That's how most people show up in relationships. It's codependent relationship. Help me, I'm having codependency issues. Solve it. You can't solve it from a thinking-based system. You must solve it from a body-based system. You must have access into the body, into the feelings. You must dig up those emotions and reconnect from the younger self that you fragment from. Otherwise, no therapy, no relationship, no, no new drug, no new party is ever going to suffice. No more making more money, it's never going to suffice because you still don't haven't solved that problem in the body, which is I don't feel safe. The world is not safe and I'm going to die. This group and this conversation and every training that I give you is all dedicated to helping you solve the primary problem, which is that. Because without solving that primary problem, your relationship therapy isn't, think about it, it's not really work the way that you want. If you haven't solved the, I'm not safe, I'm who I am, my beingness, my being, my very beingness is not worthy of love. And it's not an overnight process to convince your body that it is <laughs> worthy of love. It's practice and it's something that you will be walking through for the rest of your life. It's a responsibility that's yours for the rest of your life. And many of the clients, when we start working with them, they're like, but Nima, this is really hard. I'm like, I know, but the alternative is unbearable. And that was a big for me. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Why? Well, because I want to healthy, secure, attached relationships. And I knew that my past traumas, this is why I first took it on. I was in a very dark place because I had just ended a really toxic relationship until I, and I, I couldn't make sense of what happened between us and why I was even with her in the first place. And then I, I was so smothered in like toxic shame about the whole thing that I had to find out that I couldn't actually look in a mirror. I couldn't look in a mirror at that time. So much shame. It was horrible. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, like I remember standing here. It was two years ago. I remember standing here looking out on that bal from this balcony, this beautiful kind of view going, you know what? It's over for me. I don't really want to. I can't bounce back from this. I couldn't make sense of all of these choices. And then I read James Hollis's book called Living an Examined Life. I highly recommend 
recommend you listen to it. Living an Examined Life by James Hollis. Wisdom for the second half of the journey. <laughs> he basically says this. He says, your first half of life is a giant mistake. <laughs> in other words, you have been thinking that you're the one in control, but there are unconscious complexes that are actually driving the bus. And until you make sense of those and come to terms with those, you will not be able to have a say in the designing of the second half of your life. Changed my life. So I went all in. But I wanted, and that moment was two years. It was, it was like two years ago, and I'm like, I don't care whatever it takes. I'm going to create a healthy, secure, attached relationship. I've never had one before. Don't know what that experience is like. It's always been codependent. It's always been needy. There's always been inauthenticity and lies and sneaking around and infidelity. And that's just how I was showing up. I'm like, I don't want to show up like that anymore. I actually want to show up. This was this was what, what was said to me. And it was just blew my mind. And I was like, uh, become the kind of person that you want to marry. And I was like, oh, fuck. Would I recommend marrying somebody to my, like if, I, if they're a woman, would I? No, not the way I was showing up. After I got over that shame, the way that I got over the shame of that was to realize that how I was showing up didn't, it, it, it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. And it didn't start with me. It didn't even start with my parents. This is a cycle of intergenerational trauma of having a child be dissociated from his parents, being in an unsafe place for two or three months alone, when before he was pre-verbal, had the experience in his body that he wasn't safe. I didn't even know that until I did breath work for the first time and those memories of childhood came up hard and I was screaming and crying in fear and panic, terrified. I realized it had been in my body all along and I'd done all this Demartini work and all of this Byron Katie work and this landmark and all of the personal development things I did had no access to what I just experienced and in walked in I and then what I did I jumped into the portal I jumped into the portal and I'm like I'm just gonna go follow the white rabbit see what I come up with. Why? What do I want? What's the most important thing? And here's the holy grail of human existence. I'll tell you, because I've done it all as far as success financially, you know, whatever you can think of, and it didn't really, uh, what is the holy grail? Here it is. Are you ready? It's to create a secure, attached relationship. A healthy, So that isn't a bond based on trauma of trying to meet each other's survival needs. No, not that. A secure, attached relationship that feels like home, that feels safe, that when you're around each other, you can co-regulate. Um, had a really neat idea that came up yesterday uh, for my wedding. And I, I, I can't wait to share it with you. And I don't want to share it yet. That's private for me and, and my partner first. But I, I really I can't wait to share it with you afterwards. And it's a vision to have 
healthy, secure, attached relationships that both parties, not just one, both parties, the man, the woman, the male, the female, masculine, feminine, same sex, doesn't matter. Both parties are dedicated to co-regulating, dedicated to creating a relationship where the relationship becomes a safe place for both parties to heal and evolve and grow together. That was my vision when I was in the dark two years ago. I said, I don't care whatever it takes. And so what I did, the first thing that I did, which I've, I've, I've been asking many of you to do, if you've seen previous trainings, is to put up my younger self. You like the bull? Yeah, I know. So two years ago, I put this photo up on my my um, my wallpaper on my iPhone, and I committed to the process of connecting with him, not just pretend, but really. At that time, I had, was single. I was alone. I was disconnected from friendships. Didn't have a circle of men around me. It was just. Me versus the world. I was all alone, which is many people are discovering through, through this COVID pandemic. They're like, holy fuck, I'm alone. I don't have people around me that love me, that support me. I, and I was there two years ago. And I went in and I have been over the last couple of years learning how to regulate my nervous system and create so that I could have that healthy, secure, attached relationship. And I realized the secret to getting that is to learn how to become trigger-proof. Now, trigger-proof does not mean trigger-less. It means becoming response-able, able to respond to whatever shows up, whatever shows up. And when I started to do that, the quality of my relationships got better because like any party, with staff, with friendships, family, you're going to get triggered and you're going to piss each other off. The question is, quickly can I return back to the truth when there's been a fracture? Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means being response-able, able to respond so that the breakdowns that you have you can come back without being like without placating without fawning one another without just um okay okay letting it go and not feeling seen not returning from a place of abandoning yourself do you know what i'm talking about let me that's really the whole goal becoming response able becoming trigger proof taking response get triggered if I were to, the old version of me would have taken them on and each of them would have kind of knocked me off of balance. I work in a minefield of triggers and I got to deal with my own fucking ego, which is not a picnic half of the time. 80% of the time is not a picnic. So it's really challenging and it's the most fulfilling because for the first time in my life, I have a relationship where we both take responsibility and for ourselves and we are able to communicate what our needs are and we have agreements except the toilet seat thing she still gets me on that and we had a 
big argument about a fucking toilet seat a couple of days ago. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Um, but we can basically return back from a fracture. How quickly are you able to return to authentic intimacy? And that's one of the most incredible skills. After I discovered that, it was like, holy shit, trigger proof is the ability to take a trigger and turn it into an access point for greater self-love, which is foreign to most people, because when you get triggered, you dissociate and leave your body, or you get angry and you lash out. Either one of those two, right? So how do you turn that into self-love? I found a way to do it. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. And how do you take conflict breakdowns and use that into deeper intimacy? Nikki, a great example. Instead of being reactive, she took it, she every single she basically took whatever triggers that she that, that were coming up as an opportunity to get back into her body and overview it as we call and from a body-based perspective and over time was able to shift the dynamic of her mother-son uh, relationship simply not by pushing not by force but by but by surrender and the implications of this work are huge. It's about healing families. For the first time in my life, I've been able to bring a partner home to my family and be like, mom, dad, I'm proud of this one. <laughs> and they're like, oh, finally. And it wasn't easy to get there. That's why this is a this is a road. Many of you have just started. Many of you are learning. I'm I'm encouraging you. I'm I'm your Middle Eastern Morpheus right now, and I'm encouraging you to follow that white rabbit, that white rabbit that's driving you in towards your own hero's journey of healing, so that you can then realize that you are the one to step up into a new world that really needs you with the gifts that you have. This is where your leadership emerges. And so this is a really neat opportunity for you. Time to 
outline what you want the next year to look like for you. What would you love to have? What would you love to be doing? How, how would you love to be sharing those gifts? It's a very inspiring vision to have, to be committed to. And, and your job, your only work, my job is to help remind you to keep committed to that vision rather than the circumstances. This is my own medicine. I'm giving you my own medicine right now. So, yeah, I just really want to encourage you to keep going with it. And if you are so inspired, next week I'm going to be connect to a disconnected child. Because many of you are messaging me, many are messaging me, I'm having problems with kids where they, they've been diagnosed with this. My child has an anxiety disorder. And I got to say, this is a very, pay attention to yourself when you're saying that. A lot of times parents are keen on labeling their children based on absolving any responsibility I'm not saying it's your fault, parents. Please understand this might trigger you, and that's okay. I'm not blaming you because it didn't start with you. You had no idea. And the dynamic between you and your children have a big part to play in how they respond to this. They are how well are you able to handle when they are disconnected or they are in sympathetic dominance or they are not doing well. How well are you able to hold you when they're not doing well? That will make the greatest impact on helping them reconnect. You can actually help them reconnect instead of making it a doctor's responsibility because they have this label. Ah, they have this label. They have this problem. I'm not, uh, I'm going to leave it to the doctors. No, my friends. Stop relying on any other system except the one inside of you. My job, my job is to teach you to have an impact on the kid. Every single one of our clients that has actually taken on this work, and I'm not a parenting coach, I'm not, I don't give parenting advice at all. I've just spent the last two years parenting this this little fucker right here this little fucker I've been parenting I've learned a thing or two because the results in my life have now indicated that the work actually works I just keep learning more and as I share this with parents like PETA she says I'm so much more deeply connected with my daughter when she has a meltdown she feels disconnected I know exactly what to do and jumped in like last week just started this work she put up a, a little thing that said okay I here's the deal big win I wanted to share one week in my child is constantly dealing with anxiety and when she at, at night before bedtime and when she gets anxious that triggers me which triggers my anxiety and I'm not able to really soothe her and so bedtime is always a trauma for both of us over the last several years but ever since she came to the workshop and then attended one group call already in our in our program she was able to then soothe her child and deeply empathize and connect with her and fell asleep beautifully and was like 
whoa, what the hell? And she shared that with us. And I'm like, it's called co-regulation. Your nervous system tone of who you are judged as indicated, excuse me, not judged, as indicated by your voice, by the expression on your face, by your playfulness, or by your shutdown, the child will perceive. Dogs are dogs are intelligent. Your dog can freaking tell. Lucy looks right in my eyes, and just by a little look that I give like this, all of a sudden I see her tail wag. How the fuck does she know? It's called it's energy. It's nervous system tone. Your kid feels it when you walk in. In this, ooh, let me know if you can resonate with this. I could tell by my mother's footsteps what her nervous system tone was. Can you resonate with this? I could tell. Or how about Betty? <laughs> the toilet seat goes down. I just noticed that, Diana. Somebody, <laughs> if you were to hear your 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 name, for example, okay. Hey, Amanda, what's up, hon? Um, if you were to hear this, okay, your name, Nima. Fuck. Already, <laughs> I have like a trauma feeling in my body. It's in my body. I remember one because I remember being screamed out here. Most of us, the, the, really the moral of the story is it's stuck here. And it is up to us to actually get to create that safety within. That's the goal. So if you want one of the 20 spots for the how to connect to a disconnected child, it's a three-hour workshop, um, I'd love to see you there if you really want to learn. And it's not parenting advice. The whole time we learn, we teach you how to connect with you energetically so that you can then really fully see your children. And when you see and empathize with them and you learn how to, you just you just become magnetic. One of, one of our clients left and was like, I'm leaving. And she was like totally scared and we just got her back in. She's like, what do we do? And she basically, we just got her to do the work. All of a sudden, she then from that place with a shifted nervous system tone, not freaked out, was able to communicate with her daughter and then recreate safety. So it's a skill that takes a lot of mental discipline. It takes a lot of physical discipline. And it's probably the, the greatest skill that you can learn. So I'm going to drop a, a link in the comments. And I'm going to put up some, some more uh, content Q&A about all this. But this is really going to be the focus. It's going to be shifting yourself. What's so important about right now is shifting yourself. See how you're dealing with adversity. And you can choose wisely. That's it. That you're being observed. So I'm going to leave you with a little grounding exercise so that you can leave feeling safe and connected, taking a deep breath in, putting your hand over your chest and your tummy. Five deep breaths. And with each deep breath, 
surrender the exhale and let all of your muscles relax. And you become aware of the muscles in your shoulders and your face. Surrender the muscle tension on your exhale, relaxing your jaw, the muscles around your eyes, touching your hand, your chest. Am I safe in this moment? Hmm. Connecting to that younger part of you that didn't feel safe as a kid. As you walk into your childhood home, opening the door, looking in and seeing your little, noticing how sad they are, noticing how scared, whatever experiences they were going through, notice them. Hold your hand out to them and bring them towards you. Tell them, I see you. You're safe. I've got you through this. Holding them, letting if it's fear. Say, I see how scared you are, and you're totally safe to feel all of your feelings right now. As you connect with their body, and they feel it's safe, just notice their body completely relaxing in your arms. As they lay into the safety that you're providing, and to your current life. Show them energetically, taking them on a tour of everything you are doing right now, all of the accomplishments that you've had, the contribution that you make, the life that you have built despite their challenges at that time. See your life through their eyes. Let them know that you're committing to a brand new relationship with them and that you'll protect them and you won't let anything with you. Together, 
holding hands with them, looking forward into your future of what you'd love to create, who you would love to become through this. What gifts would you love to share? Tell them that they are the part of you. And now in this moment, turn to them and give them the best advice that you have right now. What is it that you would tell them? given where they were at. Pay attention to the advice that you're giving. Now energetically stay with them slowly, opening your eyes and writing down in the comment section what we advise if you were if you were participating I want to hear it I want to hear it mine today my inner voice told me to just completely share everything with them with you actually share with them the very best you got make sure that they start incorporating this work into their lives just make sure they get it. Just give give them your goods. Give them the best of what you got. I'm like, okay. That inspired my trigger-proof transmission for you today. Tonight I'm going to be coming back at 7. I'll drop the link for you if you feel called and inspiring. I am super stoked. We're going to be doing demos. You're going to be giving me a list of questions before of what, where you're struggling with the kid, what's been happening. You're going to send me email of where your struggle is with connection with your kid. What's your kid challenge? What number one? What's your kid ch being challenged by right now? Number two, what is that bringing up for you? If you give me those two things, we're going to spend three hours teaching you how to unravel that, unpack that, regulate yourself, and then be a contribution to your kid. No pills, no whatever. It's just this is how you can actually help. And in so doing, you help. Like this child is, this is basically the most important thing to you. How to really give them a magical experience of you. Really what it's like. If you want the link, and I really look forward to seeing you there. I'll see you later tonight. Are there any questions that you have, let me know. We're here for by that who's in charge of doing that <laughs> you are seen good you are seen. beautiful Chelsea I see you as well see you